Let's go. We see the hype outside. Right from the house. Uh, took it straight from outside. Straight to the couch. This episode is brought to you by the Crafty Flamingo. Hey, Scoreface, what's the Crafty Flamingo? Well, I'll let you know. So the Crafty Flamingo, they, they specialize in making custom door reefs. So if you're looking to get some something for Halloween, Christmas, summertime, spring, whatever it is, they can make some custom-made ones or they have some pre-made ones that you can also get. Go over to their Facebook, which is the Crafty Flamingo, or if you want to go to their IG, it's the Crafty Flamingo IF. Um, get a hold of them. Uh, the best way to get a hold of them is through Facebook or 208-716-0203. That's 208-716-0203. Like I said, they'll custom make anything you guys need. Uh, you know, just get a hold of them over there at the Crafty Home Lingo. Let them know your boy Scarface sent you and they'll hook you guys up. And we're live. Welcome back to Mescaline Moguls. It's your boy, the one with the scar in his face, your boy Scarface. And today we got Weecho. What up? And then we got a good friend of mine. Um, he he's gonna you're gonna hear his voice a lot more on the podcast because he kind of speak he speaks all right. <laughs> Jesus, Not really, Jesus. I need I need one of those intros too. Like, did your boy do right? <laughs> nah. It, I can't. It, I, I, at work, I call him Slim G, so I think that's... No, that's Slim just, Jesus? Jesus is Jesus is fine. Yeah, no, Slim Jesus. I was going to ask you, can I call you Skarks, or do I have to call you Mr. Face? <laughs> I knew he was going to bring you. Right? I'm just going to call you Edgar. Yeah, I'm just gonna call yeah you. that's what he calls me over Skarks. there. Yeah, I'm not used to calling him Scarface or Skarks or any of that shit. <laughs> Stuff. And Stuff, then, sorry. this is the first time he's heard my intro live, so... Yeah, I always... I saw Goosebumps. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Goosebumps. Just because I'm cold. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I wanted to do this podcast, or this episode, mainly because we really don't talk about finance like uh, with our families. No one does. Yeah, no one does. Like, if you ask ask somebody random, when's the last time you guys talked about investing or any sort of uh, stocks, uh, buying buying a business or something like that, yeah. entrepreneur stuff, uh, you really don't talk about it. No. Mm-mm. And see, one of the things like I was going to ask everybody is, where does your financial advice come from? It's mostly from your parents. Yeah. And your parents mostly probably work, you know, the typical nine to five, yeah. which for Hispanics, it's more like seven to <laughs> 10 at night. Yeah. And so you, not only do you not see them, but the little bit that you do see them, they don't really teach you about the financial stuff. Mm-hmm. Mostly all they say is, what a dinero! Like, just save your money, put it in the bank. Yeah. And then what? Like, what do I do with it there? Yeah. That's how my parents are. They keep telling me, like, save your money, save your money. And and you listen to them because they're your parents. And you, of course, they want the best for yeah. you. But they don't know about the whole investing. Mm-hmm. Like, investing, investing into stocks. It's like more old school, like, ways of, I guess, being financially. Yeah. And then, and then when you think about it... Um, most parents are doing better than they would have been in Mexico. Yeah. So, of course, to them, they're living a, a better life. Yeah. Mm. But then, like, in order to get wealthy, because people want to get rich. Rich is different than wealthy, I mm. think. Like, yeah. I'm trying to get wealthy, but if I, if you ask your parents, like, what are they going to tell you? They're going to be like, well, save your money. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because one of the things that that book talks about is fear is one of the, one of the ways that causes you to lose money or not not necessarily take that step to investing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, our parents are, our parents are probably doing better than their parents were. Oh yeah. And so you kind of want to, like, for example, me with my son, I want to be able to actually teach him something mm-hmm. about investing. And I think this book helps a lot. Yeah. And so good... the book that we're talking about is Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert 
T Saki or something yeah. like that. Yeah, Kiyosaki, something like that. Yeah. Which I is, suck at pronouncing stuff, so I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> so it, it it's actually a really good book. If you guys haven't listened to it or read it, you can do either or I like I personally like audiobooks. I actually signed up for Audible because I said I'm gonna at least one hour a day I'm gonna listen to a book. Yeah. Like, at least an hour a day. And I've been doing it for a few days now. So Yeah, and, and if you don't have Audible you can always you know, for now you you use yeah, it on YouTube because that's where he sent it to me at first was the YouTube link, and mm-hmm. then I sent you guys the yeah. YouTube link too. So you don't have to pay for it, but mm-hmm. I yeah, that's something. It'd I mean, be ideal if you could. It'd be ideal because think about it: people have Netflix. You you pay the ten dollars a month mm-hmm. for Netflix or fifty whatever it is, but you won't pay it for mm-hmm. Audible. Why? Yeah, which I feel like you'll get more out of Audible than you would Netflix. Yeah, I have to kind of go back and forth between books and Audible. yeah, I'm more I'm more of a book person. Yeah, because my my imagination starts to wonder with both of them yeah mm. it's just that with audible it's easier to daydream mm. but yeah. uh, I, it, it makes better. sense uh i have a huge problem and i've noticed it every time i read i get distracted <laughs> all of a sudden i read two pages and i don't even remember what i read <laughs> yeah so, that, that's most of us see i can't do that so audible it helps me way like when I was doing cardio earlier, I was listening, just like listening to a book. I I, I got yeah. Well, I was eating a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing the same thing. The rich. Hey, I was binging. Yeah. yeah the, I I recently got added uh the richest man in Babylon. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna start that one. Yeah, that pretty soon. That was, I've only gotten halfway through that one. It's one of the ones they mentioned in that book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they mentioned a few, a few different books that they recommend and. That one's one of them. Yeah, it's and and this really, this book really changed my perspective, because it'll tell you something and you'll actually think about it. Especially when he said, uh, "Usually middle class ask other middle class for financial advice," mm-hmm. and like, how are they supposed to give you advice that how to get rich or wealthy when they don't even they know? They don't know. Yeah, and see, that's the thing too. Like for example, for us, we're still in the learning phase. Yeah. So, a lot of the stuff that we've learned still isn't you know the where you want to be, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's the right step. So that book kind of helps you point you towards that. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to tell world. you how to no. do it. It's it just where your mindset is at. Kind of like, put you in the right direction yeah. instead yeah. of being like, where do I even start? There's yeah, like a that million was, roads. That was like the first, definitely the first step. It doesn't go into detail about anything, mm-hmm. but it does kind of give you the why. Mm-hmm. And and if you're willing to listen to it, like have an open mind about it because. A lot of people will be like, oh, well, there's he, he's only telling it because he, he's trying to get rich off the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's rich. People like to help other people because yeah. at the end, if you have a good idea, they're going to invest into you. Yeah. You know what I mean? But we're just afraid to ask for the advice or um, and really talk about it because no one wants to. No one really brings that subject up. And or sometimes it's like, yeah, I can't do that. I can't be as rich as that person. Like, I don't. Yeah. Have- and, and the thing, too, when you're young. You don't listen to advice. Yeah, yeah it doesn't matter who it is. Yeah, go, your I know, parents. I hope you listen to this. I always try to give them advice. But. You sometimes listen to your friends mm-hmm. a yeah. little bit more mm-hmm. than you do your parents, but they don't have a clue about anything either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, unless you have like a really smart friend, like the kid in this book did, which he, he has his, two dads. Mm-hmm. His his friend's dad is the one that helped him. Yeah. Learn the so, so, how to invest. So uh, on the book, so people get an idea. Uh, Robert, he has two dads. Uh, well, he calls it his yeah. rich dad and poor dad. Yeah. His dad is a poor dad, but he's actually he has a PhD. He's a professor. Yeah, he's, he's he did well, like the basic, like go to school, get a and yep, exactly. get a degree and get a job. The American dream, like what you're supposed to do. Like. Yep. But the thing is with him, all his expenses 
match his earnings. Yeah. So he's he's never he did never has enough money to invest because he's always if he earns more he spends more and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and I love how he he made you he made me think uh, he's like make a list put everything in your asset column yeah, like in your assets and everything in your liabilities and what he says is if it takes money from your pocket that's a liability liability. And so I started putting, I was like, holy shit, I'm like spending money on stupid stuff. Or mm-hmm. I was actually thinking about getting a different car, but I was like, why? You, I just, you get caught up in that rat race he talks about. Like, oh, like I, I got to have a newer car or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and after, his, I'm glad his who sent me this book because I started listening to it. And he's, he even told me, he's like, you're going to love this book. I feel like you would benefit from it. And I really did. And. Because like, at, at work, sometimes I talk too much, and I'm telling him, hey, try this, try this, and he's just like, yeah, whatever. Mm. And he's doing his own thing, and he'll he'll kind of humor me a little bit, but at the same time, it's like, what do you know? Yeah. You're in the same place I am, mm-hmm. and that's true. But mentally, maybe I'm not. Like, mentally, I'm maybe thinking ahead, you know? Yeah. And so now he's like that. Mm-hmm. You, send him, you send him this book, and he actually took to it, and now... He's more in a position to try it than I am. Yeah. Because I have a family. I mm-hmm. have... So it's it's a little bit harder for me than it would be for him. Yeah. Him with no family with... Well, I mean, no I, kids. I, That's I what I meant. Hurt. No kids. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a little bit more more leeway to move, you know? Yeah. And he's got this thing going for him, mm-hmm. like, which is great. And so now he's got another another income stream, you can say. Yeah, another and asset. So he, and so he's got... He's in a good spot. Mm-hmm. And so if he can grow mentally, then the rest is piece of cake. Yeah, and I, I really have, I, I feel like I have, especially uh, he would tell me about stocks all the time and I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then after reading the book or like uh, listening to the book, I'm like, I need to get my assets up a lot more because usually I get you get money, you spend it, I buy shoes all the time. Yeah. I haven't bought a pair of shoes in a long time. All Which that for money. him is an asset Yeah, yeah. because of what he does with the shoes. Yeah. So... That's not, like if that's something you like, you can still keep doing that because you make money from that as well. Yeah, it's not just you're not just buying them to wear them and then throw them away. Mm. You're actually it's an asset that's growing for you. Yeah, I have plenty of shoes though. I'd rather I've been throwing that money into uh, Weeble, Weeble and Robin Hood because he's been helping out. Mm-hmm. Which he's gonna share a link to. Yeah, I'll have a link in uh, case anybody wants to start. I'm gonna put it on here. If you if you sign up, you have to sign up and then you have to deposit a hundred dollars but mm-hmm. this is a hundred dollars that you're going to be able to invest i'll get a free stock you get a free stock so we both win mm-hmm. you actually you get like three two or three Man, you're so. not supposed to tell them. <laughs> they're gonna no, no they, they they're gonna get two yeah two no or three. yeah uh no yeah you, you get something free i get something free and like and it's a good it's a good uh way to start learning yeah, about it start because i don't know how old you are but when we were growing up when we were like kids mm-hmm. like 12 13 it was harder to get information. I mean, the internet was already kind of starting, yeah. know, but it was still harder. Like you'd have to go to the library, have to mm. be quiet because people are studying so you can yeah. make too much noise. And you have to go through all these. Now everything's just in your yep. in your hands. Like, yeah. You should be able to learn anything you want to learn just from just from your cell phone. Yeah, there's really no excuse. Like, no, uh, my library's 10 miles away. It's like, no, you have it right here. Yeah, it's in, in your hands, pocket. man. You can yeah. learn whatever you want. So if you don't know enough about stocks, learn about it. Mm-hmm. That be that have that be one of your assets. Like cuz learning is an asset. Mm-hmm. And that's something that book says like 
learn so that you can better yourself, not necessarily to better where better somebody else's mm-hmm. lifestyle, better your own lifestyle. Yeah. And you have the, the means. It's Yeah, and it a lot of people make it the excuse that, you know, like it's it's always something. But look at Jesus. He, he's he's trying to build up his uh stock portfolio too and he has a he has a son, he has a wife, he has a I mean you know, he has his expenses as well. Yeah, a bunch of bills to pay and it's that's why I tell Edgar it's difficult. It's if I would have known what I know now back when I was younger, I could I could manage my money a little bit better mm-hmm. and maybe not be so dependent on your job income. Yeah. Which I mean like for example, we love our jobs, so oh, yeah. that's not too hard. It's just the some fa- people don't have that. Some people don't have that. Some people they their nine to five sucks, their bosses suck. Like we're kinda lucky that we're not in that situation. But at the same time, what happens if you lose your your job? Mm-hmm. Do you have enough to live for a few months? Mm-hmm. Or can you live earning less? So say you lose your say you have like a, a good paying job and you lose it for whatever reason, whether it be layoffs or whether it be like that that job you're doing no longer exists, which I've seen some people that happen to, where their 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 job is eliminated. Like they don't they don't longer need that position. Yeah. Are you gonna be okay for the next six months? And so finding a way to make that be the case where you do have enough, then you can start investing somewhere else and and doing that. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people need to start thinking about that because after the whole quarantining, a lot of, a lot of these companies are finding ways to do things uh, with less people remotely or a lot, not all the jobs are going to come back. So you need to figure something out like now. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of like, for example, us Hispanics, Mm -hmm. our families are, you care about your parents until they die, basically. So for a lot of it, like, for example, I'm, a, I'm an only child. My parents stopped working. So now they depend on me to help them out as well. And so they become on the liability side, but you, it's not like it's a choice, you know? Yeah. So you have to do what you can in order to help them out as well, help your own family out. So you have to do something when you still can, especially if you're young. If yeah. you're young, you have, say you got to go to McDonald's, or maybe skip that that McDonald's visit yeah. and invest that ten fifteen bucks. Yeah, and, and that, <clears throat> that book has really helped me because every time I'm going to spend on something stupid, I'm like, let me just deposit it into Weeble because technically it's almost like a saving if you play it right. Yeah, and it'll grow like faster than uh, like a savings the interest at, at a bank. Yep, like you can make it grow. And see the thing with 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 stocks. It's one of the easiest things and one of the hardest things to do at the same yeah. time. If if you don't do your research, you can lose a lot of money real quick. But if you do your research and you manage your risk, that's the biggest thing is risk management. You you can have a solid account growth. Like you can grow your account really well over the next 10, 20 years and eventually have that money be the one that's buying your toys and stuff, mm-hmm. not necessarily your income. Yeah, because I like how he mentions that in your uh, or in the book that use your assets to pay for like your toys, your your a new car or something like that. Because he he was talking about how his wife wanted a Porsche, and they figured instead of going to get the Porsche, they figured out how, like to 
have their assets pay for the porch. So technically, they didn't pay for it. Yep. And see, the guy's smart, so he he's able to come up with money from nothing, basically, just by making a new investment. Like for example, coming up with a new with a buying a new house that pays his that he can rent out and that can pay for the house. Yeah. And so the thing is once you start when you start that ball rolling and you start earning income, that income starts earning more income and then all of a sudden it's exponential growth and all of a sudden you're you're growing your money real easy. And when you start that's not easy. Yeah. And I like how he 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 put he's like the reason we get taxed the most. The middle class, we get taxed the most. The rich is because they find loopholes that can prevent them from getting taxed. So when they're like, tax the rich, they're like, what are you going to tax? Because they don't own anything. Mm. That's what Robert was saying. He's like, we don't own anything. Everything goes through like a corporation or like some sort of thing. That way, uh, and I was sitting here thinking, I was like, damn, we we really do get like, tax time comes around. You got to pay all this money or, you know, depending on your situation. I had to pay a lot. And I'm like, fuck, do I really want to be paying them that much money? And the thing is, like all of us go through that phase where like, man, the rich are... Like the rich are taking all this money, blah blah blah. But instead of getting mad, it's like, what are they doing that we're not? And then go from there. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, why don't they pay all these taxes? Well, they got, they got this LLC or they got this S corp or they got where they're funneling the money through. So they're getting paid through dividends from this company or they're getting their paycheck comes from this. And so most of their money is is being invested, and so you can't tax that. And so they got, they got their ways. But you have all this information in your hand now, and so I don't understand most of it. I know you guys probably don't understand no. most of it yet. But it's a good way to. It's this book helps you. Like, okay, this is where you want to set your goals. Like, set your goals towards this, mm-hmm. and then find out what you need to do to make those goals happen. So there's information. Yeah, and, and it doesn't necessarily can, have to be. Uh, like stocks or it can no. be like whatever you want. Yeah. For example, uh, real estate. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you want something tangible, you go through real estate. I don't know enough about real estate. I, most of the things I've learned is more about stocks. And so like if you have a plan and you kind of follow your plan, you can make some good money in stocks. And that's what I've been trying to help Edgar with. Like for example, Edgar, what I've, trying to do with him is like okay this is this is gonna be your plan so as long as you stick to it i think you're gonna you're gonna do well and so with him it's like okay the money you're gonna put in into the stocks don't just go crazy and buy stocks with it like have it in cash so what you're waiting for is a good entry yeah so a good entry into a company for example you do your research on a company right you see that it's last financial statements were good their earnings were good but for some reason, they're going down. There's a good entry point. So say you want to buy 100 shares of this stock company, right? Don't go all in because you don't know where the bottom is, especially if it's been dropping over the last few weeks or months. You don't know where the bottom is. So buy a little bit, buy 10. Then if it drops more, buy 10 more. If it drops more, buy 10 more. But make sure that it's not dropping because it's because of some big news, right? So you have to be aware of that too. Like always do your research. If it's just dropping because people are taking their money out and going somewhere else that's got more growth, 
there's a good company to invest in. So you start putting a little bit, a little bit of time. The ones that I've told that are, hey, try this one or try this one. We've been lucky enough that those like go up, <laughs> and so he still hasn't really seen the the downside. But it's in those downsides where you make money, like because that's when they're cheap. It's like going to the store and seeing something on sale. You're not gonna get mad because it's on sale. Yeah, you know, take advantage yeah. and buy it. Now that's the thing with stocks. Like sometimes you get good companies that aren't doing so well, and as long as you do your research and you find the what their value is, you can buy some really good companies like pretty cheap, and you can buy some good companies that are way overvalued too, and then you see that drop. But it's do your own research. Yeah. I've been like researching like videos and stuff like that, and the majority of everybody, like uh, who who invests in stocks, they bought so much when we had the crash earlier this year. Yeah, during that crash, and a lot of people do, don't even know it happened. There's a lot of people that don't even know there was a crash. Yeah, mm. they just hear the news that the market crashed, but they don't know what it is. And so during that that huge dip, almost anything you bought made you money, unless it was like a really shitty company that went bankrupt mm. just about anything you bought you could have closed your eyes and threw a dart and hit something <laughs> and bought that yeah and it would have made you a lot of money people who had who had a lot of stocks that got scared during that dip and sold they lost a shitload of money but people who are like this is just a normal thing markets do that and kept their stuff by the end of july it was back to where it was when yeah. it started dropping so all their money's doing fine mm-hmm. yes like say some i'm just throwing numbers out say like apple was worth a hundred dollars at the time or before the crash like and it went down to like 30 40 bucks a share people were like selling because they're freaking out and then uh, a, a lot of those like what are they called like forecasters or mm-hmm. like uh, yeah financial advisors they said every time there's a crisis the stock by a stock market goes back to normal it's like yeah. there'll be that dip but it just goes back to normal so Imagine all the people who bought it back at like forty bucks. Mm. It's back to like a hundred and something now. Yeah, and it's starting to dip again. Yeah, but see, the thing is, that's why I said stocks are the hardest thing and the easiest thing. So, like the people that have the most money in stocks, that their stocks grow the more the most, is people who forget about their accounts and people who are dead. <laughs> so, like if you look it up, people who are dead, their portfolio is growing like way more than somebody who's actively. And that's the thing I was telling Edgar. Like, for example, my style of trading is I want to learn why it's doing stuff. So I'm active. Like, so like, why did it drop this day? And yeah. Why did yeah it go so, up here? so I, I try to do the technical analysis thing where I'm trying to buy because the graph says to buy and because I want to learn. And so like on Fridays, I'll, that we don't work, I'll, I'll sit there and read. Um, I'll do my chart analysis for the week and then, I'll buy whatever, and then hopefully it goes up the next week. But that's not the best way. Like, that's kind of dumb, actually. But that's my way just because I want to learn. Mm -hmm. With Edgar, uh, I'm telling him, like, you're patient. You're not looking to buy and sell next week. Like, you're looking for Mm long-term. So, like, here are these companies that in the next five years are probably going to do well. Mm. Like, there's dips right now. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you invest in this? Like, even a little bit and then wait for it to correct itself. Like if or wait for it to find a bottom. Mm-hmm. So if it's still if it's still going down, buy a little bit more. So you're you're averaging 
you're buying as you go down and then once you get that bounce back up that's where you start seeing that money come back yeah uh, what i like about weeble too so if those people are looking to get that app it um it has like the graphs like you can see like where it's at like and the past few what is it like year that you can see or you you can see up to five you can put it max and it'll show you five and it looks super intimidating at first like when you're first you're like this is a lot of numbers like what is this what is this but if you take the time like i've been like going through and see and he also his social shows shows me like what this is like what this what this means and it's just learning like yeah and the other one's robin hood which he he also has and that's that's also a good one that one lets you buy partial shares that one lets you buy partial shares so for example not all not everyone can invest thousands of dollars into a company but with the beauty of robin hood and that's where a lot of people have lost a lot of money too because they they don't have a plan they don't know what they're doing they're just buying so they'll see like a stock for example that was trading at 100 bucks pre-covid and now it's trading like at two dollars and they've heard stocks always go up so they're like wait it was 100 now it's two i'm gonna buy that why wouldn't I, right? Mm-hmm. But if you don't do your research, you find out that that company has gone bankrupt. Mm-hmm. So why would you buy something that's going to zero? Mm-hmm. But if it's a legit company, then now is a great time. Yeah, I was talking to my buddy, uh, I think it was Friday. Um, we were talking about stocks, and he told me he he, he did that. Uh, I'm not going to say who it was, but he, he said he invested like 20 grand into uh, uh, this company. Uh, it was supposed to be like pharmaceuticals and stuff like that. And, but he, he, he made the mistake of just, like, going all, all in. in. Yeah. And it started going down and down. And that's where the emotions come. And that's the, the other thing of why I say it's one of the hardest things to do. Because emotions take control of you. Because if you invested 100% of your... If you bought your position... So, say you think this company is go, going to go up. And you buy 100% of what you're going to buy in it. And it goes down. Now you're nervous. Mm-hmm. Because it's going against you. And you're like, oh, shit, shit. I'm going to sell because it might go lower. And then you sell and then it bounces back up. Yeah. And then you're like, damn, I should have kept it. So you buy more and then it goes back down. It's a mess. But if you say you only buy 10 and it goes down, you're like, oh, all right, I can buy more. So go, you buy another 10 yeah. and it goes down a little bit more. Yeah, all right, I can buy more. Then you start to see it go up. All right, and now it's going up. And, then, and so it's better mm-hmm. in, in that sense. And then with Robinhood, like he said, one of the one of the good things about Robinhood is if you only have ten bucks to spend, you can put that ten. You can put that ten in and buy a partial share. Yeah. So there's really no excuse because some people will say that oh, like I don't have enough to. But if you take, uh, was it? Did he? Is he the one that said it? If you give like ten percent of your your paycheck, um, like to invest into something, Uh, I I think is I think that's from that richest man in Babylon. I think so. I can't remember where I heard it. Yeah, just, I, t- I told it to you, but I think it's from that book. Yeah, because I'm, I'm like taking in all sorts of information. Mm-hmm. I don't even know where it's coming from, but that's a good thing about I I, I think about myself because you've even told me before that I like to learn, like especially like when we're doing something at, at tops. You're like, hey, you should like like try this, do do this. I don't get mad or like some people when you get your work critiqued. They get it's difficult. They get offended. But, like, he's like, hey, try this. Like, do this, do that. And I always take it. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, that, that sounds good. Because you don't know everything. No. And if you're willing to learn, especially in the stocks, too, or just finance, uh, investing, you'll go a long way. It's not easy. No. 
And like I said, the, the biggest thing is managing your risk. So yeah. you're not going to go and uh, mortgage your home and <laughs> and then yeah, put it all that. into stocks. Yeah. You're, you're going to do it with money that nobody has extra money. Yeah. But you do have some money that you can, that you can lose and mm-hmm. still be all right. Yeah, like instead of going out to eat one weekend, like you said, mm-hmm. take those 20 bucks, throw it into some stocks or... Yeah, I would throw it into stocks. I mean, you can do whatever you want with it, like yeah. save it. But yeah, so for example, say you you get your paycheck, take fifty bucks, mm-hmm. put it in a do your research, but find an index fund or find an ETF, put it in there. Those are always growing. Mm-hmm. Just it's pretend you just lost thirty bucks. Mm-hmm. Pretend you just lost thirty bucks or fifty bucks gambling, and then just let it sit there, just every two weeks. Yeah, do that. You'll see some good growth. I, I find it so weird that, like, I was talking to some other people about, I don't want to say their names. Like, I talked to them about investing, and they're, like, just kind of blowing it off, like, kind of how I was before. Yeah. And they would just go. did, by the way. And they'll go and spend, like, 20, 30 bucks at, at a night out. Or even, uh, I know this this one girl, she was saying that she spent, like, 100 bucks in one night, like, out drinking, getting drinks and getting drunk. Like, those 100 bucks could have made you a lot more money in the future mm-hmm. so i started thinking like that i'm like i don't need to like buy that like that's unnecessary and you know just my mindset is a lot different now yeah and i mean we could go more into details some other time because i know right now mostly talking about the book and mm-hmm. hopefully getting your mentality that way but just having your money in the bank it's just because of inflation every year it's losing money it's, yeah. it's not losing money it's losing value so in say you have ten thousand dollars in the bank in 10 years, it's not, it's still $10,000, but you can't buy $10,000 worth of stuff. That, so at two or two to 3%, which is inflation, you're losing that much percentage per year. Mm-hmm. And so your $10,000 can't buy you $10,000 worth of stuff anymore. They can only buy you, say, like eight, $9,000 worth of stuff now. But having it in the, like in an index fund that's in the long term, it's, it's always generated between eight to ten percent of growth every year. So why wouldn't you have your ten thousand dollars grow like mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Over the next ten years, so that your spending power is still the same. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah, it's it's a, it's a good way to think. So another thing about the book that was really controversial when he said it at first, and I actually, when I sat down and thought about it, I'm like, it's true. And I know my real estate friends are going to get mad at me when I say this, but owning, like having a home is not an asset. Yeah, it's, it is it is an asset, but it's a long-term asset. It's a long-term asset. And the short-term, it's a it's huge taking, liability. Yeah, it's taking money from your pocket. I like how he explains it. Like if it takes money, he, he's not like, if it takes money, but like this, he's yeah. like, then it's like, but he's like, if you own your home, he's like, which is a, a good investment. Yep, for the long-term, yeah. But it's a liability mm-hmm. because it's taking money out of your pocket every every month, mortgage payment. Yep. And then on top of that, like other bills, like yeah. utilities and things like that. So I've actually been looking, doing my own research, like learning about real estate because I want to start getting involved, like doing that. Because not not just like buying to own, like but like buying to rent out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this book really like changed my mindset mm-hmm. because... Before, like, I was thinking about just growing this, but then what was I doing with the money? You know what I mean? Like, that I make from, like... Having fun with it. Yeah. Which we all want to do. Yeah, Yeah. we all want to do, but 
uh, he also mentions on there, he's like, the reason the rich kidding, keep getting rich is because they keep buying assets. Yeah. Like, the, uh, they pay off one asset and, like, they'll buy another one or they keep adding to their asset column, which was like, well, I said, I got to start adding a lot more to my asset column before I start getting, like, more liabilities. Yep. And, and that's the thing. You have to have that mindset to want to learn. Yeah. Because... Like I said before, there's plenty of places to find information. For example, real estate. I don't know a lot about it, but I'm sure that if I wanted to, I can talk to somebody who knows about it or go do my research about it and then see if that's something that would work for me. Mm-hmm. And like he says, yeah, your home is a liability because your your water heater goes out, there goes money. Your mortgage, there goes money. So if you could buy a home to rent out, and have them pay for your home, yeah. then it's no longer a liability. Mm-hmm. But you have to live somewhere too. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, I mean, everything has like its like mm-hmm. pros and cons. But if you, if you're willing to put in the work and like the effort to learn, because there's ways like where you can. I was I was listening to his last name is Cordain something Cord is it Robert Cordain Dave Cordain something like that. He he's way into real estate. He's he went from doing like really small deals to like hundred million dollar like deals to get like apartment complexes and things like that and he was like he he just says you have to go out there and like put in the work find that deal find that first deal it's not gonna land on your lap you know what no. i mean like and nobody he learned on his own too yeah and then the other thing it's this one's a, a bit this one sucks and it's scary but you have to get used to seeing your investments lose sometimes so not all investments are equal and not all investments are going to make you money. But if you get used to the fact that sometimes that'll happen, that's why I say manage your risk. Yeah. Then you can, then you can take into account those losses and make sure that your losses are way less than your wins. And so you have to kind of have that in mind too, that fear is one of the things that causes you to lose money because you get scared and you don't do it ever again. Mm. Like for example, if I had told Edgar, Hey Edgar, this is a great company. Um, I, I think they're going to, in five years, they're going to do great. Why don't you buy it? And he goes and buys it, and then it goes down. He, he's gonna, That's going to mess with him. Yeah. He's no, no longer going to want to do that. Yeah. And so that's one of the things you have to keep in mind that, yeah, you're going to see red days. You're going to see days where where your numbers are negative. But in the if you manage your risk and make those red numbers less than your green numbers, mm-hmm. then you'll be fine. Yeah, uh, uh, back on the real estate part, uh, Robert talked about it in his uh, his book that he bought his first property. This was a while back ago for like eighteen thousand mm-hmm. dollars. He put like ten percent down, but then he off that property he was only making twenty five bucks. Like people think just because you have a rental property that you're gonna you're in it, like yeah. you're rich or no, it, it was paying that off. But uh, was it you or? Was it in the book where it said that everyone wants to get rich fast, but no nobody wants to get wealthy? I think we're, uh, was it well, Warren Buffett? Warren Buffett said everybody wants to get rich quick, nobody wants to get rich slow. Mm. And yeah, that's that's one of the reasons like I've lost money is because I want it, I want to see that grow real quick, and so mm. you put a lot into it, and then you see it go down, and you're like, oh shit, this is going down. But that's I'm what out. stocks are. And, you, it's yep. kind of just the waiting game. Yep, and and that's long term for me. It's difficult 
but for somebody who's patient <laughs> it's funny we're at work sometimes and he was like like before he learned like some of these techniques that he has now he was freaking he's like fuck yeah <laughs> like he was freaking Just out randomly he, like, he was stressing out like over there he's like i'm in the fucking red today <laughs> yeah now now i've but you said you, you said before that you were your emotions like were way into fucking it me, fucking me over yeah <laughs> so like you would see the dip Pardon and then my be French. like <laughs> you would see the dip and be like I'm selling or yeah sometimes I'd be like or if you made a little bit of money you'd be like all right I'm out right here yeah so I'd so there's a you have to put usually want to have a stop loss so say if it goes to this price I'm out Mm -hmm. and I didn't know where to put those and so if when you don't know you put them in the wrong spot and so I'd get stopped out so it'd sell automatically and then it bounced back up and I'm like that fucking sucked (laughs) and so now with certain companies I want to keep for a long time so yeah. I don't I don't have a stop loss on them because I trust that they're going to grow. Yeah. And my money is not all in there. Mm-hmm. And I try to have my goal is to have at least half of my portfolio in cash for when those dips occur. Mm-hmm. I can buy some more at cheap. And so now it's when I see red days I'm like excited because now I can buy something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and that's something he told me too to do is He's like, just have money in there. Don't you don't necessarily have to invest it just yet. Yeah. Just wait for that. Just right be ready time. for it. Yeah. Because for example, say, so you're like, you know, next time there's a dip, I'm gonna buy. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna buy a lot. But you don't even have an account. <laughs> and like, it takes five business days. It to takes get your, yeah. It takes mm-hmm. like five days to get it. You finally get it, and then your money still has to clear. And so say you're like. Because as soon as you make your account, they give you money. Mm-hmm. So say you put $1,000 into WeBoard or whatever, they'll give you, they'll let you borrow $1,000. And then, so you buy your stock, you, hey, this is good. Maybe it goes down a little bit and you're like, you know what, this wasn't for me. You sell it. Now you have to wait for that money to clear. Mm-hmm. You have to wait for your other money to clear. So you can't buy anything else. And if you do, you can't sell it. Mm-hmm. You have to wait at least two to three days and you have to wait for it to clear. But if you already have the cash ready, and say this one, this one's a good buy. You buy into it, and it goes against you. You can sell real quick because mm-hmm. you already have that cash cleared. And so, trying to have that. that so one, I have a question. So one of the things that's actually stopped me from from doing that, doing stocks, is as far as taxes go. Like, would you, would you, uh, would you count that in what you made that year, or? How does that all work? So, so taxes is so. There's two ways that they charge taxes on stocks. Mm-hmm. They charge so, for example, if you're buying and selling, you're making money off those. They charge capital gains, mm-hmm. which I think is like 25. percent So they'll charge you 25 percent of what you make. Mm-hmm. So say you made 100 bucks, they'll charge you 25 bucks at mm-hmm. the end of at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. But stocks you hold for a long time, if you hold it more than a year, they only charge 15 percent. Mm-hmm. And so you can hold a stock for a long time and you're only paying 15% Mm -hmm. of taxes on it. Mm -hmm. And so that's what a lot of people get scared of. Like, they're like, they're going to charge me a lot of taxes. Yeah, but they're going to charge you taxes on what you make. Mm -hmm. Like, if you don't make anything, you're not going to pay any taxes. Mm -hmm. Like, but if if you made quite a bit, wouldn't you want, so say you make $100,000, would you be like, shit, I have to pay $25,000 in taxes? Or would you be like, oh, shit, I just made $75,000. And so, yeah. Do you, the do you, the benefit outweighs the the. Do you think you could uh, funnel it just like? Yeah, that's what a lot of companies that, do. That's what you should look into, especially since you guys have the 
graffiti over there. Mm-hmm. There's there's ways to use the company where you don't pay taxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And see, I don't know a lot about that, mm-hmm. but I know that you can't do that where where that's where your company's investing into it. It's just another way of investing. Mm-hmm. And if you're as long as you hold it there, you don't have to pay taxes on anything. Mm-hmm. So say you bought this company and it just made you $100,000, but you haven't sold it. They're unrealized gains. So it's still there. You yeah. can keep that there as long as you want mm-hmm. and not have to pay any taxes on it until you sell. Yeah. So the longer you keep it, the less taxes you mm-hmm. pay. Too. Yeah, see, and, and like I like how you asked that question because you're you're getting curious about mm-hmm. like the – and that's what – if you're not curious, if you're not willing to like learn, I mean, you're, you're going to stay in the same spot. Yeah. You're going to stay in the rat race like how he says. Yeah, and, and you wouldn't – for example, you're like, what the fuck do you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know shit, but – you look into, you look it up, and you find out people who do know, mm-hmm. and you see it just what gets they're your doing. curiosity going because yep. you're like, oh, that made a little bit of sense. Let me look more into yep, it. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and then you start learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like I said, fear is what what gets you to not learn mm-hmm. because you're scared you're gonna lose money, but you don't know why. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's figure out why. Yeah, let's go look it up. That's why. Oh shit, I can deal with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, or man, that. That proves my point. So okay, mm. stay away from stocks. Go into investing. But I feel like estate. with stocks, it's it's something good because you also have the flip side where you do make money. Whereas in you, if you bought a pair or designer clothes or something like that, you can't really make the money that you made back. Yeah, exactly. You you go spend it like you said on parties or whatever. Yeah. That money's gone. Yeah, that money's gone. There's, it's not coming back. Whereas <laughs> in stocks, you know, you can make. Yeah, quite a bit of money, or you can make just a little bit of money. Yeah, yeah, and no plan on getting rich quick too. Mm-hmm. That's, no. that's a and that's what a lot of people think. It's just a quick way to get. And rich. then, for example, if you have that you have a business where it's generating a decent amount, and you put it into so for you maybe a growth stock wouldn't be the best thing. So a growth stock is something that's pretty cheap, but mm-hmm. that can that has good future growth. Mm-hmm. Maybe for you, it's something safer like a. Like a company that's been around for a hundred years mm-hmm. that pays dividends, mm-hmm. so you invest in that instead, and that's paying you. So for every share you own, they give you a certain percentage. So you're making dividends. Mm-hmm. So you're making money from just having your money sit there. Mm-hmm. And if it grows a little bit over time, that's great. Mm-hmm. But you're always getting those dividends, and dividend reinvestment is another good way to generate more money. And it's it's so it's funny is it, um, on Robinhood. So he sent me a link to Robinhood and I signed up, right? So I got a free stock, he got a free stock. Mm. And the free stock that I got, it actually paid me. Remember I told you mm. I got dividends and mm. I just put to re- reinvest that stock, which the don't think because it's free, it's like worthless. Yeah. It's actually, they'll give you a good company and then uh, then you could probably invest more. I was like, holy shit, because I got an, uh, an email saying, hey, like uh, you just... Like for being an owner of like whatever, it says here's you got a payment of this much, and I was like, what the hell? Yeah, and it was, it was funny because when I sent the link, I got a free one too, and so I look it up. I'm like, oh shit, it's like three bucks. Mm-hmm. That's three bucks. Nobody was ever gonna give me. Yeah, nobody's ever gonna give you three bucks. Well, yeah. and I make mean, more. Yeah, and so that one I can, I can you because you can treat it like a normal stock. You can sell it, get rid of it, buy something else. You can keep it, and so it's it's a good. For people who are just just want to start, just want to kind of test the waters, Robinhood's a decent for that. Yeah, it's not the best one, especially with like the charts they give you suck. But 
it's a good start, especially if you want to invest in like. It's better for example, to start somewhere than not at all. Yeah. Yeah. For example, one of the best companies to invest in is Amazon, right? Because mm-hmm. they've their growth is great, but they're they're like over two thousand dollars yeah, a share. Yeah, the shares. Yeah. So, but if you can own like a fifth of a share, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, and something that he told me, which I'm actually starting to do, uh, he's like every check, he's like invest in this one, uh, whether it be down, up, members buy. Just, it was a suggestion, by the way, because I can't give advice. Oh, yeah, he <laughs> can't give advice. But it's it's one of those things where you're like, do your research, but this is a good one. Mm-hmm. Like, like, find out why it's good, and then you'll see that, okay, it's generated an 8% return every year for the last 100 years. Mm-hmm. You think it's going to, oh, because Edgar invested, let's bring it down to zero. <laughs> no. It's, yeah, and I love... Uh, Skarx. Skarx. Yeah, you, you have to be careful who you take advice from. And the reason I take advice from Jesus is because he's constantly researching also, you know, and like learning. And it's not just he's trial and error. He's like, well, just do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because... Uh, yeah, because I've, I've had my... I've seen my losses. Like, I've <laughs> had huge losses. And... That, that's when he was freaking out at work. He <laughs> no, may or no. may have not cried. This was this was okay, pre... This was pre-work. This was when I used to work at the other place. When I first started, I, I, I didn't do any research. Mm. So, so how long have you been or been doing this? Well, I started. And that's one of the things I say. that like Start somewhere. No, that fear gets you to stop. Mm. Oh. So like eight or nine years ago, I tried it. Mm. And I lost and quite started. a bit. I'm like, fuck this. I'm not doing <laughs> it ever again. But I didn't know why. Like now I look back and I see why I lost what I lost and that was fucking stupid you don't put all your money in to one <laughs> stock that's a penny stock mm-hmm. that could potentially go to zero you don't that's one of the dumbest things you can do sure I could have accidentally made like a hundred thousand mm-hmm. but no like the most penny stocks go to zero or mm-hmm. most penny stocks don't do well so like if you're gonna invest invest in something that's not a penny stock unless you're willing to risk all of the money that you put into that penny stock mm-hmm. Because people pump it and then they dump it as a pump and dump. So that's how 50 Cent made, how much did he make? Like 50 million with that vitamin water thing. Mm-hmm. He bought a shitload of. Made it, made it seem like it was worth a lot. Yeah. And so he made a shitload of money, jumped out and watched it crash. <laughs> wow. So that's one of the things. So I gave up for a long time. Uh-huh. I didn't want to have anything to do with stocks for a while. Just because that, it scares you because you lose a lot. And so. You start over, and now um, I think I want to say that I'm more mature, yeah. like the way I think. And so now you do your research a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, then you realize, okay, why did I lose that time? Well, because you dumped all your fucking money yeah. into a penny stock. You'd say it was a lesson. Yeah. So don't do that. Yeah. Okay, I won't do that anymore. <laughs> so now what should I invest in? Well, do your research, okay? Index funds are great because they're not one company. Mm. An index fund, so for example, like the S&P 500, it's the 500 largest companies in the U.S. So if one goes down, the other ones pop it up. Mm. This, Like this year, four companies or five companies have propped it up because all the other companies are doing like shit, and then these four or five tech companies are doing great, and it's keeping it afloat. But that's an index fund. Like it's They're, they're keeping the best companies. So it's overall, it's going to do well. It'll have its dips. You buy, and it'll usually go back up yeah so on this book what are some major things that you took away from it because did you get a chance to go through all of it because yeah I, I, I just went the all end of it. piece 
it, for me. More than anything, it one of the things I took, it kind of like let me know that I was kind of on the right path, mm-hmm. that I do need to evaluate what my assets are and what my liabilities are. And so far, I think I was doing all right. There's a few things that I, I think I might change. Like, for example, do a little bit more. So one of the things I was doing before was I was more into technical analysis before I read the book. So so I see, like, where the graphs were and, okay, so this one looks like it's about to bounce off this level. and it's going to, I changed that more into, okay, why am I going to buy this company? Because, okay, so this company, they're... Their cash flow is great. Like, they made money consistently over the past three or four quarters. So this one's worth worth buying. Okay, now I can do the technical analysis. Okay, so it's, I think it's going to go down a little bit more. So now I'll buy it when it gets here. Or I'll put my entry spot here and I'll put my stop loss here. So now I kind of do both. And I think that book helped a lot where I'm like, I have to see what the value is. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is trying not to buy so many liabilities. I think that's the other big thing. Yeah, I think that was a major thing for me. It made me, I actually sat down and like put what my assets are. Because I feel like I do pretty well before I read the book. Yeah. But my mindset wasn't all like there to, because everybody wants to get wealthy. Yeah. Who doesn't? But I was not putting my, myself in the in the position to get there. Yeah. So like with this book, it really helped me like, okay, I need to get assets I don't need liabilities. Those can come later, but the assets can pay for them. You know what I mean? So, like, it really made me, like, lock in. So now I'm like, all right, what do I want to do that's going to make me money? You know, that's why I've been researching uh, real estate. I've been, like, how to invest into that, like, to buy something. That way it can... Yeah, and you don't have to go that far yet. Like, if if you're just starting off, start off just by doing research. Yeah. If you're not ready to go all in, just start off by doing research. Like, for example, one of my biggest liabilities that I have a hard time with is going out to eat because it's so much easier than cooking at home. Or <laughs> And so that one, when I looked up my bank statements, like, like I was like, holy shit, God. it's way more than I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, you and don't so realize if I bring it. that down a little bit, I can invest that. Yeah. Or You don't realize that until you look at it. Yeah. Because yeah, at the time, you're like 10 bucks here, 10 bucks there. 20 i mean you and your family so it's probably like 20 30 here yeah. there and then at the end of the month if you add it up you're like holy shit yeah that's a lot what's your what's your biggest liability do you think probably so you can change probably that probably eating yeah out. eating because it's easy right because it's yeah. easier to go out than make especially, a sandwich at home or... especially working i mean you work all day so yeah. it's really hard to like prep anything yeah. or, you know what i mean and i don't really even eat lunch either I usually end up just going home and reading and then coming back. I usually don't eat until the end of the day. But you, you feel like... But because of that, I'll get home and I'm starving. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to order something. <laughs> yeah. And then now with like DoorDash and all oh, those, so much easier. it's easy. And you don't even mind the extra fee because you're, you say... You don't have to get up and go home. Yeah. <laughs> but see, you can use, uh, you can kind of use that as an asset if during that time you're, you invest that time into studying something mm-hmm. like learning how to make some money then that's fine but it, it can easily become 
a huge liability, mm-hmm. especially if you're doing it very often. Yeah. And if, if you're doing it often and you're like have DoorDash or something and you're always ordering, just pay the fucking subscription and then save yourself. Yeah. Save yourself the, the extra don't charges. Pay, people don't want to pay the subscription because they're like, no, nah, that's extra money. Yeah. But then they're constantly ordering it from DoorDash and yeah. you end up paying more than what the subscription yeah, I paid, costs. Yeah, I paid the 10 bucks a month just because if I order two times, that pays for the it pays for itself and I, I did i did do the i oh, did so see how much still... it, i'm i'm getting like i said i'm <laughs> i'm getting better slowly um i can still see the difference between when i bought without the subscription and after and it's like about six dollars difference every time you order mm-hmm. yeah have you gotten through the book no, like I said, I only got two hours into it. Dang. Through the video or whatever. Or the the video? Yeah, it's a six hour. Yeah, see, long. even, I mean, the book also helped me want to learn more. So that's why I signed up for Audible. Because I'm like, everyone signs up for Netflix, doesn't bat an eye. Because they're like, oh, it's shows. Mm. But no one actually, you really don't learn from a mm. Netflix show. But Audible, like, I put a bunch of books. I was like, all right, by the end of the year, I want to have these finished. And then also with Audible, they once a month, you can get one of the premium books that they, they don't offer in, uh, in their subscription. So uh, that's why I bought The Richest Man in Babylon, which is my next one after. Because I'm going through The Rich Dad, Poor Dad again. So if you guys haven't listened to it, I really suggest. It, it, it's not going to tell you how to get rich or how to get no. wealthy, but it's going to put you in that mindset start thinking about it like give you structure you yeah because um, that's what it did to me like it didn't tell me like go do this a plus b and you'll get c it didn't tell it doesn't tell you that no it'll just set you on a on a good path and then you can listen to edgar's other episodes with people who have gone through that path already mm-hmm. and see how they what what their struggle was and then if it's like a a path that you're thinking about taking, you go th- see what what their experience was, what their what they had a hard time with, and try to it, avoid it. But try to avoid it. But that's that's another good way of finding out. That's another what the way best w- way to go through the path is. I, I feel like if you're looking, like say you're looking to be a barber, going back to listen to the the Troy and Brandy one, that right there is a you being curious, you being wanting to learn like that, not. I hate it when people, like, they're like, oh, I'm not going to listen to it. Because a lot of people don't like me. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't like you. <laughs> Do you like him? Barely. Yeah, some days. <laughs> He's got have, his days. I have my days. But, like, you have to be curious. Like, uh, there's some people I don't like either. And, like, I talk to him. He's looking straight at me. Isn't he? Straight at him. <laughs> Is he? <laughs> but th- this book, this book, uh, I can't stress it out enough. It'll help you. If you're willing to, like, learn and be curious about it, it'll... it'll Definitely change. Yeah, I guess the biggest thing is investing yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't he say that too? Mm -hmm. Invest in yourself. Invest in yourself. And then uh, me, what I really like. He actually said, "Mind your own business." Yeah, that's where I ended. It was was going into it was going into the McDonald's, where he's like, "I'm not in the business of burgers. I'm in the business of real estate." Yep the the founder I think yeah the founder. Oh, the founder. Yeah, I, 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 I saw it on Netflix too. It's a good movie if you guys haven't watched it. Yeah, I've been I've been stuck on audiobooks lately. It is messed up. That guy was a dick. Yeah, was he really? Yeah, but he was a rich dick too. Yeah. <laughs> so he had he had the money to be rich. He had rich. No, not when he started. He was uh-uh. just selling milkshakes. Yeah, a milkshake machine. Milk machine. Yeah, milkshake machine. Because yeah, yeah. that just reminded me it. of. Did you ever watch the Kevin Hart uh, where he talks about? 
he would never tell his wife that because he doesn't have that type of money. Jay Z has the yeah, yeah. <laughs> the shut the fuck up type of money. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, and Beyonce has the no, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, also one thing that I also want to say before we get out is how he said. What did he say? Have your money work for you because a lot of the times people don't like take that into perspective yeah, we work for our money yeah we work for our money like yeah. you go into a job you're working for your money uh and then you waste that money like i said we i think all three of us here are in a position where that work isn't is fun so we don't feel it as work mm-hmm. but it's still work like you still have to show up it's you're still giving your time yeah because if you don't show up yeah then and then you how you said you work harder because you're scared of not having the money exactly and you like for example i always want to do my best no matter what i'm doing it doesn't matter if i'm getting paid for it if i'm not getting paid for it but that's just because that's i try to think that way but at the same time yeah you have to give you your your best effort so that somebody else can get rich Mm. and when you own your own business that's yeah that's great that Mm -hmm. somebody else is you but when you don't own your own business you know sometimes you have to invest in yourself and that's what he says like Mind your own business, like mm. investing yourself. Yeah, and I feel like all of us do that here. Um, yeah, and I, th- I think we all do. And for example, like one of the reasons I do my best at work is because I know that if I do my best there, like I, I work in a great place where that comes back to you. Oh yeah. But not every place does that. Like not every place, not every job. When you do your best, it doesn't always come back to you. Because sometimes people do their best, and then the promotions go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And, like, for example, well, like, potato warehouses. Yeah. Is a, you do your best, and they they don't take that into account. You're mm-hmm. still earning minimum wage. Mm-hmm. You're still earning, maybe not minimum wage, but you're still, like, earning shit. Yeah. And you're working super fucking hard. Nobody yeah. works harder anywhere else than people who work, like, in a potato warehouse or yeah. in the fields. Like, they work the hardest. And make the least amount of money. Yeah. So maybe have your money work for you so that the money gets tired of doing whatever it does. Yeah. And you're making more. Yeah. So so if, if you guys don't get, uh, get a chance, go and listen to the, whether it be free or if you sign up for Audible. If you yeah. sign up for Audible, you still have to pay for it. That, that's what one of the things that I learned uh, because it's not a free or it's not included in the subscription. Yeah. Uh, but if you YouTube Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Uh, you can get the the, the audio book there, if, or if you're a hard copy type of person, Amazon. Like, yeah. Also, Amazon Prime. I don't know if a lot of people know this, but Amazon Prime offers a lot of free books. Oh yeah. They well, that's their... how they started, man. Books. <laughs> What's that? Books. They used to do the what were they, the the Nooks or whatever. Are they you were? talking about? The oh, Kindle. the Kindle. Yeah, the Kindle. The Kindle. Yeah, yeah. They offer free books. Yeah. They have a shitload of free books. Um, I don't read them a lot because, like I said, I'm. The, I have a hard time. Yeah, see, the reason I that. keep saying Audible is because that's how I am. Like, yeah, it's, almost, not, it's almost like the physical thing like keeps you a little bit yeah. more. I don't know. No, I, I get distracted. With like this book, yeah, because if I would read that book, I would have a really hard time understanding it. But when I hear it, I have a little bit easier like to understand it. Yeah. But for like other books, I like the, heart, the actual And book. then since I'm always doing something, uh, Audible help lets me like – Yesterday here, I was editing my little brother's photos and I was listening to the book, you know, instead of just like trying to read and like edit at the same time. But I was still taking it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been listening to books more than I have music now, which is. kind Yeah, of a lot of the stuff Edgar and I do is kind of you kind of just 
turn your mind off and let and let you because you're so used to doing it. It's mm-hmm. just it's just the it's almost like mindless work. You can say. Mm-hmm. For a little bit, it's just secondhand nature now. Though. And so you have that time to, like, when you're editing videos, it's different because you have to yeah. look at the audio. But when you're editing photos, that you're just like removing backgrounds or you're doing that, that's just you already know what you're doing. So you kind of let your mind do that, uh, just kind of on autopilot, and then you can. And it, and it's cool. Your being, brain can go be somewhere else. Yeah, it's cool being in this field. Like when I'm cutting something out, I can listen to an audio book because I'm still working, yep. you know, and I'm still like learning at the same time, which is cool. That's why I love. I mean, I love doing this regardless either way so um get the book check it out uh let us know what you guys think also if you guys want to get into robin hood or weeble i'm gonna link my uh my refer uh also it's also on my instagram if you guys fo- haven't followed me on instagram you guys should also fo- i'll put weech there and jesus it's tops tops underscore jesus on instagram uh, he yeah. takes he takes some pretty decent pictures they are right. they are they are right. i'm improving i'm always improving <laughs> no they're they're really fucking good but anyways, uh, any last words before we go? Just start somewhere, man. Yeah, start somewhere. Exactly. And then, uh, better to start. Than, I'm sure Edgar, in the next few episodes or, or whatever, he'll when he finds good uh, good information, he'll let you guys know what it is. And yeah, and if you guys want something, if you guys like this episode and want us to keep doing some sort of like, uh, yeah, if there's something you guys want us to go more into detail about, like yeah, for we example, can. Like, like what an ETF is stuff like that. We can we can do that. Yeah, because he he's been teaching me like because mm. like I said I don't know everything and you can't know everything. Yeah, no, I don't I don't either. But there's some there's some good websites that can teach you and those are the ones I've been using and well we can go into more details some other day. But. All right, and also Jesus is wearing that new logo. You see that logo? Yeah, yeah. You see that that new shirt, Scarface yeah, visuals. My big titties covering big up the scarves. Hey, we're gonna start playing soccer again too. So you gotta start eating a lot better. I'm trying. The soccer season starts soon. Don't wait until the day of. Yeah, last <laughs> t- last time we played, say we played on the third. I I started eating better on the second, <laughs> so it didn't go well. Yeah, yeah and uh, same with the. Uh, uh, Luis, I, I kept telling him, I'm like, hey, like start start training beforehand. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he was lifting weights, but not so much cardio. Yeah. That day we started playing. He he puked, I think like eight nine times. Yeah, it was a, that was a tough one. And then what made it hard is that we didn't have a full team, so we all had to stay <laughs> in the game no the whole game. Or anything. And it sucked, but it was fun. Yeah, Luis, he. It's funny, he left to go puke, came back in for 30 seconds, and then left again to go puke again. Yeah, like, it, was, it was bad. I was like, hey, we should practice beforehand, so that way we don't die. <laughs> Our first game, we die before the first yeah. game, and then the first game will... Then that way we don't have to play it if we're dead, so we'll be fine. <laughs> and we got better, though. Yeah, we did. We got I a think lot we'll, better. we'll do all right. Yeah, we'll do all right. But anyways, thank you guys for listening. Uh, thank you, for Jesus, for coming out and yeah, doing no this problem, with me. Uh, he's definitely going to be on more, so be on the lookout for his uh, provocative voice that he has. Right, and then... <laughs> If you guys ever want to listen to something worse than listen to our top daily grind one, that oh, hey, a, that, that was a little bit more. Yeah, the, he, we should get we should get uh, what's his name Steve on here too. Yeah, right. That one was fun. <laughs> he he talked about how he, like the first time he met Charlie Sheen and like his experience in Hollywood, and it's a wild one. You, you yeah. need to listen to that one. Yeah, but that one's not for if you don't like swear words. I would I would avoid that one. But it's a strong. It's a fun listen to yeah, it. it's really fun. Language, we have fun on that one. Like we just we talk a lot of shit. But the language is pretty strong on that one. Yeah. So if if you get offended by a, a fuck, bitch, damn shit. Okay, we, we get it out here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those fly like crazy. Yeah. But anyways, thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Cool. Peace. Nigga, the cops outside. Lock up the house.
get the team on high. Some gold in their mouth. Nigga, the Porsche outside. With at the top. She one of my most outside. Bringing the shots. Tell these phony bitches beat it. With that Photoshop on Bobby Adobe.